From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, Ipswich City Council's first meeting of the year on January 27 heard, among other items, about noise and dust in Chua, new matters of public interest, the ongoing saga about the water temperature in Georgie Conway Pool at Leichhardt, no decision on a new media policy, and the surprising amount of money Council spends on Facebook advertising finally revealed. It's Friday, January 28, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Thank you for joining Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. Thank you, Alan, and thank you, Ipswich today. Before we get to January's council meeting, there's been big news at a state level. Triple C Chairman Alan McSporran has resigned following the Parliamentary Crime and Corruption Committee's report to Parliament and pressure from what seems everywhere, including the LGAQ. Should Alan McSporran have resigned? Look, Alan, I've really taken a decision since becoming mayor. I've not commented on any of the court cases or or anything that's been happening there because it really has nothing to do with this council. It's to do with the the state government. Um, So I guess I will say that um, in relation to his resignation, it's really not my place to cast judgment on his decision to resign. And it it is a really challenging role. And I certainly know that the Triple C's Operation Windy here in Ipswich identified maladministration, um, cultural and corruption risks within the council. And I think it's probably probably good for us to remember that the cases between the dismissed Ipswich council and the dismissed Logan councils are very different. Uh, The former Ipswich City Council was not dismissed by the Triple C. The the former Ipswich City Council did go to the um, PCCC, the Parliamentary Triple C Committee, for a review. It then went to Queensland Parliament in August 2018, and it was a unanimous vote by all uh, 93 state MPs to dismiss the council. So it was very different. what happened there was very different. We've obviously got people in jail here in Ipswich as well because of what happened. So I guess for us here, um, we've really moved forward. We now have a Transparency Integrity Hub, which is an Australian first for, for council, for, for government. Um, we also live stream all our meetings. We're very open with our agenda, our meetings and community consultation. And at the end of last year, we actually, our council actually won an LGAQ Risk Management System Award, which I think would have been unheard of a few years ago. And I think that Ipswich is now Australia's most open and transparent council. And I've got to say, in some ways, we have the Triple C to thank for lifting the lid on the poor governance and the maladministration and the corruption that existed in our council. There was an urgent matter raised calling for a residence meeting in the Chua area uh, regarding motorcycle racing. Motorcycling Queensland wanted to sell that land some time ago, and I believe local complaints thwarted the sale, and now the site has reverted to motorcycle racing under a long-standing approval. Uh, does this proposed meeting give residents any hope for a reduction in noise and dust? Yeah, look, thank you for going to some of the history because Motorcycle Queensland have had that land, bought that land in 1948 and have had permission since 1974 to run motorcycle racing events. And there's a, a new tenant there. And I guess the reason for this um, forum was the fact that the use of of the facility now has drastically changed. It's so very different to what it's been since the 1970s. Um, 
certainly the councillors and myself advise the tenant there, Marto Land, to engage with the community and to discuss it with them because they are doing a legitimate business there. Um, unfortunately, that hasn't happened. And I've got to say, um, Kate and I have been out there at six o'clock in the morning on the weekends to listen to the, the trucks prepare the, the track and as well as the motor, motor uh, bikes. Mm-hmm. It's it really is um, just dreadful. It really is intolerable. Um, I think that was the word that the cat used. It's intolerable. It's having having enormous effect. So look, um, with planning matters, things are always negotiable. So I think it'd be really great to uh, for the landowner, the tenant, as well as the community uh, to come together and let's have a discussion about where things are at and how we can improve things because we something needs to change there. There's a new item on the agenda, uh, matters of public interest. What, what's the purpose of matters of public interest and what was discussed this month? Yeah, look, it's a, a way for councillors to raise issues in there or, or, or highlight anything in their community. Um, Councillor Kunzelman put this forward in the change in our meeting procedures policy. So it's only probably appropriate that uh, Kate did the very first one and she took the opportunity to thank um, the thousands of volunteers in our community, I think, on the back of our Australia Day Awards and just noted that um, whilst we do have award winners, we know that there are so many thousands in our community that do so much to help so many people in our community. So it was really lovely to, to, to hear you, Kate, give that thanks. There's something that hasn't gone away for uh, the councillors to discuss, and that's the water temperature at the Georgie Conway Pool at Leichhardt. Why is this dragging on so long, and, and, and why do you think the councillors have gone against officer recommendations for a water temperature? Look, I guess from a, a good governance perspective, the council officers will look at it, what's most cost effective and, and what's, uh, I guess, best practice. Uh, us, we councils, we also look at it with a, we look at that strategically and look at that as well. But we also look at it from a residence perspective. So we've had significant feedback from residents to have at least one of our five public pools to be a little bit warmer, especially for people who are older or people with disabilities um, or people who are rehabilitating from operations and things like that. So we're putting that out to community consultation to see what the view is because it would be a considerable cost if it was happening. A new media and communications policy was due to be voted on at the January meeting, but there was a strategic adjournment by Councillor Fechner and Council voted to lay the matter on the table. In other words, make no decision. But the report did state there was consultation undertaken with all councillors and the CEO. Can you reveal why the decision was delayed? Yeah, look, um, I guess Councillor Fechner asked for it to be put on the table. there has been a lot of consultation. The policy was actually set under administration and at the moment only myself and the CEO are the official spokespeople. Now, all the councillors can speak to the media whenever they want um, and if they have a personal opinion, they just need to say that. My personal view, uh, Alan, is that, that all the councillors um, have probably had the most rigorous job interview to become a councillor. They are there to be the voice of their residents. My personal opinion that I have given feedback in all the workshops is that for all the councillors should be a spokespeople um, and be given that opportunity to tap into the resources of the organisation. When you become an official spokesperson, you can actually task some of the staff to give you some information so you can actually do media and have lots of communications with your with the local media and, and the community as well. So I, I personally would love to open that up so all the councils are official spokespeople, but obviously um, we're going through that process and I think it'd be really good for us to come out with a policy sooner rather than later. So you'd be optimistic that next month there could be a decision? I'd love to. I was happy with the policy as it was, but I do. We want to get this right as well. So mm. I think uh, another month is is not a big deal. I think it's important to get this right. Another item on the agenda for January: Council has discussed online advertising. Do you think residents would be happy that council could spend, you know, over two hundred thousand dollars a year just with Facebook? 
Yeah, look, um, this came to council because it's being sole source, which means it's not going out to competition for, for quote. I guess there's no real competition for Facebook and Google and, and Seek. And it was put to us that um, to spend up to $230,000 a year on Facebook. And that was for advertising such as, um, you know, we're doing a big commotion at the moment with recycling, uh, with city events. Our city events and marketing team have a budget of $5.8 million. They spend a lot of money on marketing in radio, in print media. We've had a, a huge change in our print media here in Ipswich and we've been supporting that as well. Um, but, yeah, so this is $230,000 out of a $5.8 million budget. So, um, and, and Council approved that yesterday. Mayor Harding, thanks again for speaking with Ipswich today. Thank you. And a reminder, you'll find handy links in the show notes, including to Council's minutes and agendas and Council's YouTube channel, where you can watch all meetings live and on demand. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.